Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Punk Till I Die Christmas Spectacular starring your pals, Tom Trauma and Liverpool Neil. This is the big guy. I'm in the North Pole. I've been making my list and checking it twice and see, how, see who's been naughty and who's been nice. So, ho, ho, ho. Let me take a look at these fellas. Oh, Tom Trauma. Oh, looks pretty good. He's been kind to his fellow man. He ate all his vegetables. He's been brushing his teeth. We could probably forgive him for whacking a few small wildlife over the head with a tire iron. I think he'll be very happy on Christmas morning when he wakes up to a big pile of Metallica records and Misfits action figures. Ho, ho, ho. Let's move on to Liverpool Neil here. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this is not good at all. He's going to get the worst present there is. He needs something even worse than coal. He's going to be getting records from Menzigers and Idols and on cassette at that. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's not good at all. Well, listen, kids, I need to go back and preparing to deliver toys to all the good boys and girls. So enjoy the punk till I die. Christmas spectacular. Until next time. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Welcome everybody. What was that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I, know what just. I don't know. I don't know what just happened. But there's muddy boot prints in my house and deer crab all over my all over my yard. You better get the tie riot out, man. You better beat that it's, thing to it's death. It's biz- it's bizarre. Yeah, dude. When it comes to home defense, I'm not using a tire iron. I got an AR-15. I'm an American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably won't be able to find it though. It's probably underneath the TV and the microwaves that you haven't put in and the fucking ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The new record player I haven't hooked up. Yeah. Listen. Yep. Welcome, everyone, to episode 147 of the Punk Till I Die podcast, the Christmas Spectacular. It's funny, because we'd actually planned to do, like, a Christmas Spectacular, right? You know, it's going to be Saturday, I think, we're going to record that. Yeah, we were actually going to go to um, it was, go to Logan's it was Court, be right? Cool. So, yeah, we're going to yeah. have a live show, and, uh, yeah. And it was it turned out to be kind of difficult to book, some, book the bands, because it was so close to Christmas. So we're going to do that in the spring. So, so yeah, our, our actual Christmas spectacular is just Neil and I sitting around playing some Christmas songs. I even, I don't even have any eggnog, dude. I'm drinking whiskey and diet Pepsi. How about you know, yourself? You know something? I've never touched eggnog in my life. I don't even know what it tastes like. How's that? It's literally the only, well, I say it's not alcoholic on its own, but it's literally the only, not the only alcoholic drink you've never tried, huh? Uh, maybe I seriously, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've never tasted it. It wasn't a thing in England. Um, so, hmm. and when I came over here, just the color of it put me off. <laughs> I could, well, I I'll tell you what, I think a lot of, I think a lot of things, I think we definitely celebrate a lot of things different, you know, here than you did there. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but we, we're going to play a bunch of Christmas songs, right? Uh, we, yeah, we got a, we got a, yeah, we got eight or nine lined up, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So why don't we jump right into that? Well, let me talk about this second. So the one thing we didn't want to do is do the, uh, the stereotypical 
punk rock Christmas songs like, you know, Fairy Tale of New York or, you know, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. We've played those probably before on the yeah, show. Yeah, I was going to say, we played, I think we played those our first. I think we played those our first Christmas, you know, way to call us out. Yeah, and you did fear, you did fear fuck Christmas, you know that. But yeah, yeah, you exactly. did so you won't hear any of those today. So uh we'll, we've got some kind of unusual You'll hear ones you'll hear ones that aren't as good that you like less. Yeah, yes, and I've got I'm gonna play <laughs> I'm gonna go out with one that's extraordinarily disturbing that'll get you all very depressed. Oh no, do the feeders have a Christmas song? <laughs> no, but Sacker and Trust do, and that that'll, uh, that'll freak everybody's asses out. Excellent. The only thing well, that's listen, a problem is that I wish the Crucifix had one, but they don't. That's just a shame. <laughs> that would be that would be a great Christmas. That would, it would, right? All right, you want to play one first, then, or shall I? Uh, you go first, mate. You go first. Okay, I need to look at the, look at what I picked out. All right, I'm gonna go first. We'll go with um, our pal uh, Jay Prozac and the Prozacs have a Christmas song, and it's called. Where is it? No, it's Christ- called No Christmas. No Christmas. This year, so this is the Prozacs. I think it was on a, uh, I think it was on a Christmas out al- like an LP that had all punk bands doing Christmas songs. I can't remember what it's called. I think I've seen it, but anyway, yeah, this is the Prozacs. No Christmas this year. with no christmas this year yeah and uh, talking about that this i mean there are so many punk bands it seems to be a stereotypical thing now right for them to do like a, a christmas album or whatever give me a bit of insight didn't bad religion do a whole christmas album like a, they did nothing but christmas songs on it why the fuck did they do that what was up with well that? the funny the funny thing is too it was all sacred christmas songs 
Like it was all like like him type Christmas songs. And the, the inside of the record has kind of this uh, sort of nonsensical explanation about how they did it and that all the money was going to go to like people that were abused by priests or something. Oh, well, so, I mean, I mean, I guess that's OK, but it seems like a really one trick pony thing to do. Not a lot, not a lot of not a lot of humor there. huh? No, not a lot of humor. And also, that sounds kind of OK for an EP, maybe like four songs. You don't it's do a whole album like that. It's pretty short. I think it's eight or nine songs. I don't think it's a half hour. Oh, OK. I think it's in the 20 something minute range, but. So it's no Billy Idol Christmas they, album then. I have not listened to the Billy Idol Christmas album yet. I must confess, my favorites are the is the Twisted Sister Christmas album. That's my personal favorite. Oh, interesting. Never, never heard that. Yes. What? Well, what is the, okay. you've never heard a Christmas song until you've heard "Oh Come All You Faithful" to the tune of "We're Not Gonna Take It." <laughs> oh, that's a, I, that actually sounds like it could be really interesting. That, uh, but yeah. you know, you know, the funny thing is, like, why why would you guys do a Christmas episode? Well, here's I have this vision, right, of like. Some people might like to listen to it on Christmas morning while they're unwrapping their presents, right? Well, it'll be you, right? No, Cheryl, or maybe, beat, or Cheryl maybe, would beat you up if you did that. Yes, exactly. Or maybe some people want to take it to Grandma's house so the whole family can listen. Yeah, I think you should, or maybe, try, you should try that this year. Or maybe someone is going to be lonely sitting at their house on Christmas morning drinking alone, and then they now they can, they can drink with us. Their old pals, Tom and Neil. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that, that's actually that's actually a kind of nice thought, Tom. That's that's delightful. Well, because we've done Christmas, what we call Christmas shows before, but I don't think we ever like at, were as, as completely devoted to the topic. Uh, so. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was just been on in passing. In fact, I was looking at some of the playlists from our last. This is our third one, believe it or not. Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, and it's just been like the occasional Christmas song and, and like with us talking about other stuff. But um, so talking about Christmas albums and Christmas music, what was some of your favorite Chris or what are some of your favorite Christmas albums or, or Christmas songs growing up? You know, not the hymn ones, not not traditional ones, but you know, well, did you I, grow up listening to Elvis or what? I actually prefer the sacred Christmas hymns. Really? Okay. Like I'll take I'll take O Come O Come Emmanuel over uh like uh Jingle Bells any day. I think that was a porno movie from the 70s, wasn't it? Come on, Emmanuel. <laughs> it could be. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> well, no, there was a whole series of, maybe they didn't make it over here, but there was a whole, there was this whole series of like softcore pornos in Europe called Emmanuel. I think they were French. And that was... You uh, know, it, you know it, it's, it's amazing, Neil. You know, only you <laughs> could take the Christmas episode and talk about porno stuff. And you wonder why you're not getting anything good for Christmas. I'll tell you what. I know that I know that at least one person, Chris Hodgkins, I know will get that reference. I know oh, Richard will as well. He, the older, sure, the older Bruce guys, huh? Yeah, I'm sure he'll have been up, uh, you know, queuing up to watch the Emmanuel movies and the it actually uh, does, Confessions I, I actually, of a Window I Cleaner actually, was another one. I actually do kind of remember that I think mm-hmm. because they weren't like hardcore porn, right? They were Not more like all. the like the cinema or the like the Skinamax type porn. Exactly, it's all like, soft focus like, and yeah, a bit and of not, not really that, penetration. No, oh and, god, you know, no, no. I remember. <laughs> Like I used to have Cinemax. He's called Skinemax, right? Yeah. And so Thursday night, Scott and I or somebody, we go or the guys, whoever was around, we go to the bar on Thursday night and come back after midnight and they'd have all that softcore, softcore nonsense on. I'd sit there and watch it for a while. And it'd be really, it would be really blew. frustrating. It would be really frustrating, right? Because they'd just be about get to get down to action, and then it would like cut to them like putting their clothes back on or something. Well, well, see the one these ones it would have like the the sex, but it's like yeah, the, unless his poles like eighteen inches long, there's no way. It's just like. <laughs> Like belly humping or something. It was just. It wasn't. It wasn't good. The belly humpers. That's a good name for a band. Exactly. Better than several we saw last weekend, right? Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, those were those were just uh, awful. It's awful funny. Band you, names. you know what? 
I forgot to mention last weekend when we were sitting at your house. The funny thing with you know, it's funny that we go see the queers two weekends, two nights in a row because really, I still say we the queers were by far the band that gave us the biggest bump when we had Joe on. I swear, half half our audience found us with Joe, right? Maybe, yeah, we did get a bit bump. You're right, you're right, we did. So it is kind of funny having having gone full circle. So um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have you play a Christmas song, and then we're going to go back in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to talk about maybe the Christmas of 1978, because I think I think this is really a, a big, pivotal Christmas for both of us. Oh, okay. That that sounds exciting. Um, but I just wanted to say, too, so I asked you about your favorite Christmas records. Mine Oh, were... yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So my, my, I'm, I'm trying to think if we had – you know what my wife's favorite one is, dude? Uh, the Roger the Roger Whitaker Christmas album. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> Didn't even know Roger Whittaker made a Christmas album. So, so I mean, I would say me, maybe like Beach Boys had a Christmas album that we listened to. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think. There wasn't. I don't know if there was like one. Um, well, the Elvis one is at, the, the Elvis one is is special. Um, but even the Elvis one wasn't there. Wasn't there multiple Elvis ones? Well, there probably was because the first one was so popular, right? And then they then they did more. And, but um, I know I have like a Johnny Cash one that's not that good, and I think I have one Johnny Cash one that might be kind of good. You know, you can buy those things for like a buck a pop in the off season. Right. No, for sure. Uh, I, see, so you don't go with any of the classics. So I got like the Johnny Mathis Christmas album is fantastic. Um, uh, but my yeah, favorite, my favorite is the Phil Spector Christmas album with all those hmm. with all those bands like the Ronettes and stuff like that on it. Those, yeah, those, that, are, those that, that one's fantastic. I absolutely love that one. So, uh, but anyway, I'm not going to play anything from are you, that. Are you going to? I was no. just saying, you're not going to play a song from those. Huh? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, this is a song. Uh, this is by the Damned. Um, this is the song. There ain't there ain't no sanity clause. Ain't no sanity clause. Yep, yep. Which uh, which even though it's a, it's a, actually a quote from a from a Marx Brothers movie, but uh, it does mention it does mention Christmas in it. So uh, there you go. So here's the Damned with there ain't no sanity clause. <laughs> Oh, that's just a shame. Batman, 
with uh, the Right No Sanity Clause. I think that was off the Black Album, wasn't it? I think. One of those. Could be. One of those kind of mid-period kind of Later albums. Ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, the down, yeah, I don't remember when the Black Album was. It just it's wasn't. funny because you look. just wasn't was the like first 80. three. <laughs> well, the Black Album was like 80, right? It's funny. You say, oh, it was mid-period. It's not mid-period. The band's been around for 50 years. That was like <laughs> yeah. early. Yeah, but like I say, like I say, I'm thinking of the classic period as being the first three albums, right? And that was that was pretty much it. So that was anything later than that is mid period for me. There you go. Yeah, modern. Um, well, it's funny. You, you, funny you should bring that up. So, did your parents tell you about Santa Claus? Was Santa Claus something you believed in when you were a little kid, or no? I uh, never. No, I never ever believed in Santa Claus. Not not as long as I can remember. It just seemed too too silly to me because we didn't have we we had a fireplace, but we had a gas fire in it. And it was, ah. and the one upstairs was all boarded up. So I was like, "Well, you ain't coming in here." So I was, I was always questioning everything, even as a small child. Um, so I never, no, I never believed that nonsense. No. Well, it's never. funny because you have a brother that's like six years older, right? Yep. Yeah, so that sure. would have been hard anyway. Yeah, it would have. No, I'm, I'm the oldest, but my dad did not believe. My dad had this had this weird hang up. He didn't believe in lying to children about little things because he thought it would make them distrustful of you later in life. Like it was, it was kind of a weird thing. Like the neighbor kids, like we all didn't believe in Santa Claus and the neighbor kids, mothers were just like lived in fear of us telling their kids <laughs> that there was no, there was no Santa Claus. Again, I was about the oldest kid in the neighborhood. So it was, but yeah, my, my, my dad decided that was a small joy that we weren't allowed to have. And it's funny cause my mom or my wife rather grew up in a Santa Claus family. Hmm. So she, so we did tell our kids that there's Santa Claus. Yes, we've been lying to our kids since they were born. Well, hopefully they know now because they're all almost full grown. So hopefully, well, it's, <laughs> hopefully it's they're funny not still because believing. when they when they started to figure it out, mom would say things like, "Well, if you don't believe in Santa Claus, I guess you don't get any gifts." It's like, okay, whatever. Oh <laughs> shit, that's that's pretty hardcore right there. But it's I gotta tell you, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not as much fun buying gifts for like the teenage kids they just you know i mean and, and, and let's face it they pretty much get what they need and what they want they don't have a lot of a lot of wants but uh yeah it's definitely not the you know we had four little kids at one point christmas morning was insane around here and oh, so bet. much fun and yeah. so and so happy when all of them were still getting toys you know i mean it was, it was amazing honestly now it's like uh you know we got girlfriends and wives and you know, it's just, and and they all got places to go, and it's, yeah, it's it's I definitely. I think my wife's a little bit sad about it. Like I'm, I'm okay with just sitting around on Christmas morning drinking coffee and just sort of reflecting or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's definitely not the same as it was. So no, it's always it was always a little weird for me, especially after I got divorced and stuff like that. But I would always go up there and see and see Lydia and her mom on Christmas morning, no matter where I was living at the time. I I always did that. Mm. We always had we always had Christmas together. That was always super important. I mean, apart from the years that uh, I went to England for Christmas. And it's weird, man. Going back to England for Christmas is so weird because, um, like in Chicago, and by you as well, obviously, it'll either be snowy, but it'll at least be freezing cold, you know, and there might be snow on the ground or whatever. Um, So, you know, so all the people, the outdoor decorations and stuff like that, they make sense, right? It's only now when I go back to England and, you know, at Christmas in England, it'll be like 40 degrees. And there's not a, not a, you know, no snow on the ground, nothing like that. And so they have these, like, chintzy, like, outdoor ornaments, and they just look weird. You know, like a Santa Claus just stuck on a green lawn, you know. It, it just looks, seems odd to me. I don't know. You, I, I can't believe as far north as you were that you didn't get snow. No, we, we didn't. It's because of the Gulf Stream. Um, and ah. it, is, it is far north, but, yeah, because of the Gulf Stream, um, it snowed very seldom when I was a kid, maybe, like, three times. 
Hmm. Probably. I mean, I'm sure in Scotland they get snow and stuff like that. Plus, I think we get sheltered from the Welsh hills as well. Cause, uh, but we we hardly ever got snow. So, um, hmm. like I say, certain parts of Scotland probably do. But uh, I, and if there was snow, it would be like a, it would be an inch, if that. We'd never get like we get on a normal snowfall here, like you know four to six or whatever, you know, or more. It's funny, you know. I was driving to when I was driving to work this morning. It was sixty-two degrees, December the yeah sixteenth. Yep, today. Yeah, it was sixty degrees, sixty-two degrees, and tomorrow morning when we go to work, it's gonna be twenty-nine degrees or something. Yep. Well, well, we have that right now. So yeah, we had the sixty-five degrees yesterday because obviously the weather always goes always goes east, right? Um, we had the sixty-five degrees yesterday, and when I woke up this morning, it was fifty-something. Right now, it's like thirty-two. It was freezing when I cut <laughs> when I left the house to come over here. And, well, I'm, I was glad when we came. I was glad when we came to Chicago to see you that we didn't have to like haul out our weather coats or like winter coats and stuff. We were able to get by with sweatshirts. And... Yeah, if, if it hadn't been for that stupid rain on Friday, it would have been great. Yeah, well, but it's and it is weird. The other thing that's been weird, it's been so windy. It's been the winds are like gale force, yeah. like for. 24 hours straight. Now, that is one thing we do get bad in England, especially where I live by the coast. We get tremendous gale force winds mm. all the time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Christmas in England was, uh, it, looking back now, it was interesting because it, uh, it, it was very traditional. And uh, he was saying about hymns before and stuff like that. So we'd always go to a carol concert in the church. So even though I wasn't a church-going person, that was something we all really enjoyed as, as you know, uh, as a family go to a carol concert and then you know english you know when you had three three or four channels on tv so they'd start showing christmas movies and stuff early on and you know we get like three weeks off over christmas from school and i don't know oh, it yeah. was just it was just um the countdown started when we had guy Fawkes night on november 5th which was like you know it's like our july 4th right when we had fireworks and shit and after that mm. it was basically the countdown to christmas started then so yeah it was I've, pretty cool see, i've got you know, last year, because COVID stuff, the wrestling season got pushed back. But now my boy's wrestling. So, like, Saturday, we're supposed to get together with my extended family, my dad's side of the family. And we'll go over there after the wrestling tournament. And then um, we we're supposed to get together with my wife's family on the 8th of January. And we will be up in the Upper Peninsula at a wrestling tournament. So, it's uh, it's going to be a little weird this year. How, far, that's right. how far of a drive is that for you? It's a long way. You got to go like straight up. You got to go over that terrifying bridge, and then you have to uh, go like west towards Wisconsin for another couple hours. It's a long drive, five why, six hours. Why the fuck would you be doing a wrestling tournament up there? You know, here's the thing with that one. It's kind of fun because all the parents are friends because we were all the same kids have been on varsity for three or four years now, most of them. So we're all kind of friends, and we're we go up there and we will spend a couple nights, and we'll just when we're not at the wrestling tournament, we'll go out and eat and we'll drink and. So it's actually kind of fun. My wife actually looks, really looks forward to it. It's like a little mini vacation, as long as it doesn't snow the whole time. Because obviously the UP man, that's they get that's like abominable snowman country up there. And I would not want to be driving across any kind of bridge in the snow. Fuck that, Jesus! You know how I am with bridges <laughs> Dude, anyway. Your your the largest suspension bridge in the Michigan in in the world rather is in Michigan connecting the Upper Peninsula Lower Peninsula. It's five miles span across. Oh fuck off! You would. Uh, You'd be crying like a baby. It's 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 pretty cool, but it's it's. Uh, How many lanes is it? Uh, maybe two each way, three each way. If it's three each way, I can handle it. As long as I'm in the middle lane, I'd be fine. But if I had to so, be on the lane on the outside, looking over the edge, I'd be <laughs> fucking. I'd get useless. I wouldn't be able to. Do I think it. only one car has ever actually flown off. And you remember those Yugos? Those like super cheap. Yes. Like 
like Yugoslavian cars. Yep. I think one of those blew off in the wind. Oh, geez. so they they closed the thing up on um, Labor Day, so you can actually walk across it. Could you walk across it? Yes, I could walk across it. Yep. That's five miles. I ain't doing it. Well, <laughs> just because it's five <laughs> miles. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, five miles there and five miles back. Hell yeah, that's a that's, well. I that's think a they shuttle. I think they shuttle you back. <laughs> shuttle you drunk ass back. Um, yeah, I could I could walk it because I'm in control. See, that's the thing. I was always like, what happens if I sneeze? Or what happens if some other drunk idiot like runs me off the road? You know, and I don't have well, they any. Got barricades. It's not like it's a matchbox track or something where you're just sitting there. It's you well, know. probably it's not that big. If a Yugo went over the barricade. Well, those things, I mean, you know, if one of those is in your parking spots, you just get two buddies and pick it up and move them. I mean, they're like talking about that. Did you hear about that thing in Australia? No, I guess not. With the little kids in the fucking bouncy castle and the jumpy castle? Oh, yeah. It flew like 200 feet in the air or something. It's insane, right? Yeah. And five kids died. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. So one of these bouncy castles like you rent for your kid's birthday party just got caught in draft, updraft or something and just... Yeah, that yeah is, that's horrifying. That's that that it that is that makes you that then you know there's no God right there, right? Just, just fucking awful. <laughs> Good lord. Well, I was gonna say, you know, that's one thing we will we will and I talked to my daughter. You know, Alex is my singer in the family. You know, so we will sing on Christmas Eve again. That's kind of our new wait, tradition. Wait, Alex, wait, 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 wait. Alex and I will wait, sing. Wait, wait. Alex and I, Alex and I will sing at church on Christmas Eve. Yes, what's that? You so hold on a second. So you go to church on Christmas Eve and you guys like stand up and sing. Sure. What you go to the front yeah, or something? They announce you. Bands and stuff. I'm not like afraid to sing in front of people. I mean, I, haven't you heard my hit single "Careless Whisper"? My whim. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Done until the until the influence of uh, like eight extraordinarily strong beers. Yes, I've I have heard that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But well, hold on a second. So they introduce you and you walk up to the front in church, up to the up to the vespers or whatever the hell they're called. I mean, I don't know if there's much introduction, but yeah. What you get your little guitar out and you start doing a little hymn. It's not a little guitar. It's a full-size acoustic guitar. I mean, it would look ridiculous if I had a little guitar. I'm a big person. My my Takamini, yes. What are you What are you going to sing? What are you going to sing that's a good que- That's a good question. Well, that's the thing. She said, okay, I can come straight after work. We'll do that. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, when are we going to practice? Hmm. You know, like I said, my Alex is a good singer. She's... She's the singer of the family, so she actually has been all over. We used to take her all over to competitions and stuff. She's very versed, and we've sang together for years and years. So we, we, we learn, you know, be quick. It'll be fine. Hmm. Interesting. We'll figure it out. But yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what we're going to sing. I mean, we'll do probably two songs, probably traditional type of songs, I think. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I won't be doing that on Christmas Eve. I can guarantee whatever she wants, whatever, whatever she wants to do. So anyway. So anyway. All right. Listen. I'm going to play another song. Go for, go for it, mate. And this is a Michigan band, so sticking with the weather slash I don't know what else theme. This band is called City Mouse. They're originally from Riverside, California. Then it's it's a it's a woman uh, fronts it. I think her name's like Mitski D or something like that. Ooh, Mitski Mitski. I don't know. I want to have her on the podcast because I like her band a lot. But anyway, can't pronounce her name. That's usually a good sign, right? <laughs> but anyway, they're called City Mouse. They started in California, and then she lived in Lansing for a while and put together a new band. And then now I think she's in Florida or something with hmm. a new band. But anyway, they're called City Mouse. I really like the band. Uh, their first uh, EP has like a Danzig parody cover on it, which I know our friend Richard loves. Um, but yeah, so this is their Christmas song. It's called City Mouse, Don't Blame It on the Mistletoe. You've been running back for 
City Mouse with Mitski Debrada uh, was uh, <laughs> the big hit. Don't blame it on the mistletoe. <laughs> That's excellent. Yes, it's hit after hit, hit after hit tonight. It is. It really, it really, it really is. It really is. All right. So Christmas. What's a traditional Christmas like at the traumas? You have everyone at your house for a party and stuff, or are you go into in-laws and stuff, or <laughs> like aunts and uncles. I know you got a big family over there, and good old. I do. My dad. My my dad is one of six. My mom is one of five. Mm-hmm. And they're all, all still alive. And I still have my grandparents on my dad's side, even though they're getting quite quite old and definitely starting to fall apart a little bit. Um, so my in-laws are also not in particularly good health. They're in their later 70s. Um, they don't really want to do stuff at the house anymore, so they rent like a VFW. But it used to be Christmas Eve at my in-laws. That's why we never – this Christmas Eve tradition of Alex and I singing at church, this is pretty new. We never uh, – uh, we always just go to my in-laws on Christmas Eve, and it was great, man. They always had great food, good drink. It was always a fun party, even though I had to hang out with my in-laws, you know. So that's in um, town, right? That's that's close. Yeah, it's in it's in the next town over. It's like eight miles away. Okay, it'd be like ninety degrees in the house, you know. There'd be so many kids, but there's a lot of um, a lot of my wife's nieces and nephews have little kids now and stuff. So it's my wife's the youngest in the family, so she's got nieces and nephews that are only like. 10 years younger than her, you know? Hmm. So there's, it's just too much. So yeah, they this year they're doing a VFW hall, like I said, and we will be out of town, which is great. So I don't have to listen to my, you know, idiot brother-in-laws and whatnot. So it'll be fine. <laughs> Let's hope they're not listening to this. Um, so do you have to buy presents for all the, I don't all the or not. Do, you have to, do you have to buy presents, presents for all the little kids? Or do you not buy presents um, for them? 
nah, not really. Mm-hmm. Too big of a family. Um, pretty much. Yeah. It, it just kind of fell apart. It kind of my wife kind of will grumble about it once in a while because she always did for all her nieces and nephews and stuff. But by the time ours showed up, there were so many. It kind of, they kind of got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. So grandma, I think grandma and grandpa will get each of the kids like a gift. You know. But just it's pretty minimal. The, the gifts aren't really a big thing anymore. My grandparents still give us gifts, but anyway, my grandparents also getting a little too old to have the party at their house. So we got a little little hall on Saturday. We're having that at so. So do all the, do all the family get on, or are there any is there any tension? Do people get get hammered at this family party and start bringing up old war wounds or old uh, you know political my, debates? My in laws, my in laws are heavy drinkers. Ah. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Neil, honestly, more than politics, I think the COVID thing has really caused some infighting in different families. Mm, yeah, I could like my aunt, I was talking to my aunt. She's only like three years older than me, but I was talking to my aunt and she was really grilling us about that we all had it and all this stuff. And and she you could tell she was probing to see how safe it was or whatever. But, you know. I, I don't know. Safety is uh, an illusion, I'm afraid. I, you know, you, you follow this thing at all. It's fascinating. So they shut down the campus at Cornell University. Okay. Did you know? Did you, no, you I, haven't, I haven't seen one? anything about okay. this, no. Mandatory vaccine. So everybody there is vaccinated, and they make up more masks, and they're having such a bad outbreak that they're shutting down the campus. Wow. It's 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 insane. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Anyway, anyway, nobody's dying, but meanwhile. Well, they were doing this, anyway. They did the same thing in Germany, and Germany's been fully locked down, full on masks and stuff like that, and they've got more cases than anybody. And it's so yeah. it's well, just which, like <laughs> Spain or Portugal has like ninety percent vaccination rate, and they're having a horrible outbreak. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Anyway, my point being, safety is an illusion. Um, but uh, anyway, well, it always is. It, know, it, it always is because you could be vaccinated as you want, and tomorrow you could be in a bouncy castle and get fucking pulled in the air by an upgust of wind. God sakes. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. All blown off the suspension next, bridge. <laughs> next day, you know, you might be starring in a, you might be directing a movie by Alec Baldwin and he just shoots you in the face from point blank range. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Isn't it crazy? It, it really crazy is. Shit. It is. Dude, the world's gone mad. Mm-hmm. All we can do is just sort of try to ride the wave. You know, you skated. You know how it is. Sometimes you're going down a hill that's just too steep and you know you're totally screwed so all you can do is just sort of try to keep your balance. Well, that's it. You just you know gotta, you're, you gotta get you know a, you're gonna you gotta hold on just, or yeah, hold on or fucking jump and run as fast take, as you can. Yeah. Take your chances. Yeah. Indeed. So, yeah. Anyway, what? so you so you have very minimal family over here. Obviously, you got you got your girls your, uh, and then uh, your ex-baby has a little family or do you not go that far? Uh, yeah, so that's been interesting. Because um, you know, I'm I'm friends I'm friends with Laura. We we always have been friends. Yeah. And um, sure. we all we all went out to we all went out to lunch when we were in Chicago. Yeah. It's all one, one one small happy family. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. It's good. Um, but you know, I I mean, I've we've been divorced since I don't know 2004, something like that. I mean, a while. And so you know, I've been invited to do stuff with. And I've met her mom numerous times since, and I've met her sister numerous times since, and that's been fine. But I've been invited to Christmas. Her brother is in town from Colorado with his family, and I haven't seen him since this all went down. So, ah, uh, um, like twenty years. Yeah, so this is going to be a little bit awkward on Christmas Eve. So where do you go then? You go. This will be this will be like, Laura's mom's house out in Lagrange. It's one of, one of the western suburbs. Oh, you're gonna hate that. You have to drive like an hour. Yeah, it'll be like an hour. Oh, believe me, after all the driving I did last weekend, driving your drunk ass around, I'll be fine. <laughs> I deny all of that. <laughs> but that well, that's the thing. You know, we only went like thirty miles last weekend. It just took. It four just hours. took. Yeah, it just took a long goddamn. Actually, it wasn't even that. It was probably like twelve miles, to be honest. 
but uh yeah i was gonna say we didn't really go very far i uh well i was prepared i was prepared to drive if i had to when you volunteered i said okay check you know beer please i know you were but, it's so it's so funny though when your car the seats are pulled the front seats are pulled so far back i had to go i had to go in the back seat sideways <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you know so i i drive an impala it's a mid-sized car it's not a small car we pulled into a rest stop scott and i we get out and this guy's walking his dog he goes you guys make that car look small <laughs> <laughs> Well, Scott's a Since big boy, man. Scott's what six six or something? Dog. What's that? <laughs> is Scott six six something like that? No, he's like six two or something. Maybe oh, he's he big. is. I mean, okay. he's more, yeah, he's not that big, but yeah, six one, six two. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I uh, I I'm gonna miss a lot of my family family stuff. Uh, my you know my oldest son is is kind of freshly married still so he they kind of feel the need to try to go to all the parties oh, sure. I remember when we when we first got married we tried to go to everything and then for a while it's like eh, forget it and then once we had our own kids it's like you know what this is our family now screw the rest of you right <laughs> right 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 so, so so yeah so like i was saying i'm gonna be seeing some parts of the family that i haven't seen in fact i've never met their kids so i'm gonna be seeing some nice. parts of the family i haven't seen in uh i haven't seen in 20 odd years so Dude, we'll, we'll see how that goes I, I, I hope you have like six gin and tonics and punch somebody out. I would love that. <laughs> be great. great story. Special edition of the Book Till I Die podcast for the Cook County Jail. Yeah. Yep. No, I don't think it's going to be. Little should be calling in any minute now. Will you accept a collect call? <laughs> I don't think there'll be anything like that going on. I'm sure it'll be. It'll all be very fine. I'm sure it'll be sedate. Very above. Very above board. Huh? All right. Listen. Yeah. Why don't you play a song for us, Neil? All right. I'm gonna. Play. Okay. So this song is. Um. Actually, it's by. Uh. This is by the Digits who were. Uh, we interviewed Rick Sims on episode 17, classic. Yes, definitely a breakthrough episode for us. It was. And um, this is this is a song, uh, I think it was off the, off the second album, Hey Judester. Um, and this was actually about a club in Champaign-Urbana. Um, I think it was called House of Chin, if, if I remember right. And uh, oh, Very expensive. This song is called, yeah, well, it, it was, what can I tell you? Um, this song is called Under the Christmas Fish. So this is the digits with Under the Christmas Fish.
There you go, digits with under the Christmas fish. And you might be saying, what has the fish got to do with Christmas? I think they had outside um, House of Chin. Um, I believe they had a, like, all year round, they had, like, a fish, and they just decorated the fish with lights and stuff on Christmas. I believe uh. that's what the, the the beginning of that story, but Rick Sims is a kind of off-the-wall character, so he'd probably be able to explain it better R- than me. Remember they said those, like, Billy Bass things, like, talking fish? Yes, I remember that, yeah. I think they did have them that did sang carols, too. So. Oh, that would be cool. Maybe I'll have to buy one of those. That sounds all right. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. dude. You should totally get that. Yeah, we don't yeah. even have a... We don't even have a tree up. Lydia's devil devil cat eight will attack it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're eight days till Christmas. We don't have a tree up. My wife is just stressed out beyond beyond being stressed out. But I told you we had some remodeling going on, right? My my yeah. not remodeling, just redoing stuff. So Alex moved out. So we had to kind of clean her room out and move some stuff around. And then I got a my TV died, so I bought a ginormous seventy inch TV. So I had to buy a giant credenza to put the TV on. And then we had to get. I came. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that or not, but my wife spent like three grand while I was in Chicago visiting you last week. Oh, I, I I was there when you took the phone call. Yes, you were not too happy. Yeah, she bought <laughs> she bought new couches. No, it's fine. They're nice. I mean, it's it's all good. Whatever, whatever makes her happy, Neil. I really believe that. The well, cliche it, of happy life, happy life. Everything is everything is. Uh, we, we 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 talked about this, but furniture is so difficult to get because everything is back ordered. Everything's back ordered to like February yeah. or March, or just out of stock until February or March because of because uh, of the shortages and stuff. And uh, so it's basically, if you can get something right now, you'll pay over the odds for it. So that, that doesn't surprise me that you were playing. Well, that's what I think grand. happened is that they had it in stock and she yeah. liked it and she just pulled the trigger. So yeah. much for our ask each other if we're going to spend more than a hundred dollar system but no, I think, anyway i think that was wise though i think that was wise because you've got to do that because we even thought about doing that actually i'm supposed to have a new couch delivered sometime between tomorrow and uh next tuesday or monday i believe um that's assuming it shows up and they actually didn't lie when they said it was in stock so let's hope that they didn't and we actually get this so far. Now, ours wasn't ours wasn't three thousand dollars, but we did see ones that were. If you well, wanted to if you wanted to get cou- one that was This was a couch and a love seat, I must say. Mm. Okay, that makes so, sense. That makes sense, yeah. And I hope it lasts. And you know what? My kids don't launch themselves with the furniture as much as they used to. So I'm thinking it'll be Well you got fewer kids be there better. now too, so I think you'll be fine. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well it's funny, you you okay, so you're backtracking a little bit, you're talking about the digits. So I'm I'm currently reading this Boris the Sprinkler book. I think I've referenced it before. It's written by Reb Nor of the singer, and it's literally a book like deconstructing the lyrics of their songs. Mm-hmm. I'll do a book report. It. I'll do a book report for it on our Facebook page when I'm done. That's going to be a new thing. Book reports because I'm going to be done when I'll be. I'll be done by the time they hear this. I probably will have written my last punk news review. I'm wrapping it up right now. I want to maybe do one or two more. But uh, we should start doing reviews on us on the on the Facebook yeah, page. I, I you don't you, you don't put enough stuff will. on the Facebook page, man. You don't. Get get on yeah. there. I got a, I got a full life going here, Neil. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for social media. <laughs> it takes it takes like thirty seconds. Come on. I know. Anyway, but what was I? Oh, but they referenced the digits in that book several times. And I oh, remember yeah. Paul number huh. one saying to us that they played with the digits a couple of times, and they always felt like they had to bring their A game when they played with the digits. So that's true. Rick was so. quite the showman, and they had a great rhythm section. So yeah, I could so, uh, I could right, see listen, that. I, this might take a couple segments. So you want to, because uh, I know you've you've kind of hinted at the Christmas of '78 because it kind of had significant meaning to you, and it did to me too, though for a much different reasons. So, do you can you remember the Christmas of '78? Was it like you were still there? I mean, do you, very distinctly. I can I can remember Christmas of '78 very distinctly. Yeah, 
43 years ago. Yeah. So tell me about your Christmas 1978. Okay. Um, I would have been, I would have been 15. Um, and really starting to get okay I was 78 I think I've, I've talked about this before I'd been to see the Buzzcocks already and so I was really in my punk rock feelings and I got my I got my, my hair was cut I had my first haircut and girls were starting to notice me for the first time mm. so we belonged to a youth club and there was a few girls that were suddenly interested they just they'd come knocking at the door sometimes at night and just hang out and stuff and just like the door you're just like at your house like a yeah. booty call yep Yep, just to say. they had no idea how to take it to that level. <laughs> and they'd come in just for a cup of coffee or something, and we'd chat and stuff. But it was the first, like, heavy-duty flirting I was doing. But I also had a girlfriend, too. So um, it was that, it was kind of a coming-of-age kind of thing, right? Plus, I was starting to get albums for the first time. And um, so there was a lot of things hitting at the first time, the Christmas 78. So it seemed very, very special. And also, I think my mom and dad had had the house decorated. So I think the front room where we used to um, where we used to have guests over and stuff that had been done out with a new couch and new wallpaper and shit like that. So I mean, it, I'm sure it's it, probably shag carpet or something. It was probably look awful now, but at the time <laughs> it was like the, the killer pad, right? So um, and we joke sometimes. I joke me and my brother joke that because uh, he's six years older than me, so we joke that I'd have the early session, he'd have the evening session. So just as my me and my girlfriend were leaving, he'd be coming in from the pub with his latest so he was still so he was still at he was still at home with that he was still at home yeah 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 he'd have been like 21 or something yeah so the so the punk would go off and he'd put on his uh i don't know whatever he was listening to back then hall and oats i think was one of his favorites so uh, yeah he had the he had the late night session you know what though dude i bet you that loosens the girls up a little bit that hall and oats man that white (laughs) white Blue-eyed soul, right? Yeah, I think I think it did. So he feels like putting on the buzzcocks. He's like, I don't know why chicks don't want to get down to orgasm addict. <laughs> yeah, it's a sexy song. See, it says <laughs> orgasm in it. Yeah, for some reason they weren't digging the stranglers too much. I, I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> but uh, but no, so yeah, that that Christmas of '78 and the Christmas of '79 as well. That was another good one because uh, yeah, we can talk about that another another time. Talk about that next year. But the Christmas of '78. So what did you? Yeah. What's, okay, so you got your. Did you get your first punk album for Christmas in 78? Uh, no, my first punk album I got for Christmas 77. Andy bought oh, me... Christmas 77. Yeah, my, my brother bought me um, Stranglers, No More Heroes, Christmas 77. Okay. So that was the so first punk... I had punk... that story screwed up. Yeah, well, no, no, that's okay, though, because, um, you know, as you did when you were 15, you didn't have much money. So I probably still only owned, like, four or five albums by that point. Just do every song back and front, oh my God, every yes. lyric. Yep. Had every pretty much had everyone thanked and the album memorized so i so here's what i remember about the christmas 78 i had saved up my money and i bought um the first generation x album i bought um a champ 69 album and uh that's life i think was the second album and i bought the first rich kids album and the rich kids album well, the only Rich Kids album, really. There was no first. There was no second. Um, the Rich Kids album was the one that I played the most uh, that Christmas. I played that incessantly that Christmas. Uh, dude, it, it's so funny that you're bringing this up because I can almost picture myself in the front room listening to that and the girls coming over and stuff. And we didn't have much money in the house. So uh, my mom, my mom. My mom, it's almost like wartime stuff. My mom would buy, she'd go shopping for the weekend, oh, for the week, and she'd bring home one can of Coke. 
and maybe like one bag of crisps that would be it right so at christmas though my dad would get like a case of coke so we suddenly have 24 cans of coke in the house so it was like i was suddenly like i was suddenly a mr millionaire you know giving a oh saying to my friends having them over yeah have a can of coke here you go have a bag of crisps here you go you know like fucking like showing off right so um i, I don't know man that yeah that christmas of 78 was just uh like i just remember it very very distinctly so yeah how about you that's you're almost getting nostalgic there, pal. I am. I am actually. Now that you brought that up, I can picture it in my head. Because suddenly, like I said, suddenly I wasn't invisible to girls anymore. Um, He's having like creepy, creepy remembrances of 15, 15 year old girls. Well, I was only sixteen. I think it was. I think Linda. Uh, I know, dude. They're they're all they're all old bags now. Anyway, you don't want anything to do with them. Well, get this. I think I think my girlfriend's name back then was Linda Falcon. How's that for a name? That's. Wow, pretty good, right? Come I on, was I, I always had a crush on her older sister, Sandra Falcon, but I could never. She, you know, she always wanted to. She was the same age as me, and they always wanted to go out with older guys. So uh, I went with her little sister, Linda Falcon. Yeah, I think that was mm. my, my my main squeeze. Christmas '78. Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, I wonder, she, no. I wonder if she's still in Wallasey. I wonder. Yeah. I don't know. Look her on Facebook, dude. That's the only thing that thing is good for. <laughs> Do you uh, look up? What was I going to say? Oh. Who's two turn is it? Whose song is it? It is uh, your turn, I believe. Yeah, I just played the digits, so it's your, it's your turn. Back to me. Yep. Okay, so this is actually a brand new, like a real new song, and, and we're going to talk about this later because this guy made one of my favorite records last year, this year still, 2021. Jeff Palmer, the former nobody, former queers guy, and this one is called... This is a new Christmas song. Just I think it literally just came out. It's like a standalone single. It's called something in candy canes. Cocktails. Called, you know, cocktails. Cocktails and candy canes. I definitely prefer one of those over the other. So, yes, here's Jeff Palmer with cocktails and candy canes.
All right, Jeffrey Palmer there with uh, cocktails and and candy canes. Little, little taste of his, uh, little taste of his kind of power pop kind of thing he does. Is that off that second that new album, or is that separate? Is no, that separate I think release? it's like I think it's just like a standalone single. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because that album, like, I like his first like a album a lot. Songs. It's probably like 25, 30 minutes. It's really good, though. I really like it. Yeah, I like that first I one. Never I, I haven't listened to that I second one listened. too much. I never listened to the first one. Yeah, the first one's great. I just, I love the second one. I should probably go back. Yeah. We're gonna, we, we, I'm, I, I am sure he will be on this podcast in 2022. Um, there's a lot of people in the bullpen right now kind of circling around. I think January is probably going to be. January and February before bands start going on tour, I think we're gonna have a lot of guests. Yeah, so, I think, I think some, so too. We've, and, and the interesting thing is now I, we're actually starting to get bands reaching out to us, which is yeah. an interesting thing. We always we always did. Now we're just getting a little higher level of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the neighborhood, which uh, is nice because we're basically lazy. And if you you know if you show up at our doorstep, we will gladly you know talk to you. Oh, I wouldn't know, dude. I I wouldn't. I'm not taking that. We're not lazy. We're busy. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. There you, there you go. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Well, like I said, once, once like wrestling's done at the end of, uh, like once you get into February, I, I will get a lot less busy, and and then it'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, right now is my worst time of the year by far. So just because of the boys wrestling. Yeah, schedule. yeah, and I, I just I have I have something to do every night of the week. So we just kind of squeeze these in when we can, and weekends try to podcast on the weekends, Sundays, or whenever we can do it. So. So let me ask. So, so uh, Murphy being a big wrestling, uh, big big wrestler, uh, high school. Um, do, do those yes. do those guys look down on pro wrestling, or, or do they do they enjoy that as an art form too? You know, he, you know the funny thing about Murphy, he's always been a good athlete. He loved playing baseball, and he loves obviously playing tennis, and he loves wrestling. But he never really liked to watch sports except for tennis. He loves tennis. Watch you watch hours and hours of tennis, but he never really watched baseball. He never watched any kind of wrestling. But I never watched pro wrestling, so. Hmm. At least I haven't since like 1985 or something. Mm-hmm. The classic years. Yeah, but before before wrestling in 1985, I re- I actually remember the Christmas of '78 pretty good too. So you would have been well, just a I would kid. Have been five, five and a half. <laughs> so what makes you remember that? You certainly didn't have your well, first girlfriend, I hope. No, no, <laughs> I'm not dreaming of five year olds, Neil. <laughs> Um, I probably did my little. I think I had a little girl in my little apartment complex. That, All right, so, Gary so, Glitter. All right, knock it off. <laughs> I, was, I was five and a half. She was five. It was. <laughs> it was quite. Uh, actually, considering the kind of ghettoy neighborhood we lived in, she was probably a year older. It did my grade, but anyway, uh, we. Uh, the reason I remember, and I'm, I'm actually trying to remember the the whole process, but I don't. But so in 1977, the first Star Wars movie came out, right? It did, yes. I, I saw that so, when it first came out, yeah. So I was only four, so I actually didn't. But the next year, my dad, being the cheapskate that he was, took me to the second-run theater. So I saw Star Wars in 1978. Um, and it was amazing, of course. I mean, I was five years old. I don't know what I got out of it, but I loved it, right? So Christmas of that year, I don't remember everyone I got, but I know for sure I got Darth Vader and I got Luke Skywalker. And it was the original, like, OG action figures that the lightsaber actually slid in and out, of, like, was in their arm in this little tab where it slid in and out. Hmm. And they, they always got lost after a while. But and I might only got, like, three of them. I mean, I don't remember what I got. Once again, not much money. You know, there was never, never much money. My parents still don't have any money, honestly. We're, I'm doing much better than they are. But um, those Star Wars, it was the, it was, it might be my greatest gift ever. It probably cost, like, $9. 
But I just remember that it was it was so it was so great. And so, what and what was it? Was, was, were they the little action figures, or what are we talking? Yeah, yeah, the little three and a half inch, you know, the little classic ones that my yeah. mom threw away that would be worth big money now. Yeah, I was gonna say they'll be worth like hundreds of dollars now. Yeah. And I, you know, of course, I went on to get a lot of them. It's funny, you get like fifty good guys, right? And you have like two stormtroopers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but I went on to get a lot of them. I never had anything big. Like, my neighbor kid was spoiled rotten. He was my brother's age. He had, like, the Ewok Village and, like, uh, Millennium Falcon and stuff. I never had anything cool like that. But I had a couple little ships. And uh, I had, like, this uh, hole I dug in the backyard that I thought was, like, the Scarlock Pit from, like, the Empire Strikes Back or whatever. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Well, so, well when, did the that's second, why I remember, when did the second movie come out? I think 80. Oh, okay. Wow, it was that far. That, I didn't know there was that much of a distance. I think it was, I think it was 77, 80, and 83 or something like that. Hmm. I think that's it. Maybe 81 and 83. I don't know. My son would yell at me if he was here. My my uh, oldest son is such a huge Star Wars geek. He's the guy who goes to see the new movie and just complains about it. Well, the new you one. Know, the new one. I mean, the, the, the newest ones I've seen, which I, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I saw those first three classic ones. Obviously, saw those at the movies when they first came out and liked them, but... Sure. Um, God damn, that's that second trimester or second three. What they yeah, the Phantom Menace, Jesus. yeah, they were they were not they were not too good. I, I agree with you. Fucking terrible. And then these latest ones, I haven't even bothered with. I, I don't know. Uh, the latest ones are definitely better, but they're sort of, uh, I think, trying to impress the fanboys rather than like trying to do anything particularly uh, artistic. You know? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know, it's funny. I've been I've been working on my year end list. And a couple of the albums I think are kind of strange that I, that I was writing about. It's all done now. It's all turned in. It's good to go. And both these albums are on the list in the top 20 at least. But I look at two bands specifically. Like one of them is Teenage Bottle Rocket, right? Mm-hmm. Teenage Bottle Rocket is a picture of consistency. Yes. But they don't really ever take any chances. No. So, no, so, they don't. <laughs> so, as a, so as a critic, you know, some critics love to punish bands for, you know, making the same album over and over again. I think my case could be made either way. I think a band could be rewarded for making the same album over and over again if they're consistently good or or, or not. And the other one is the new Queers album, which is an album of 60s covers. As far as, like, artistic statement, I think it's almost nil, but it's great fun to listen to. You know? So it's on my list. I liked it. I spun it a bunch of times around here. See in the so. it's that's funny in the in the new Vive La Rock that I just got yesterday, uh, you know British music yep. magazine, uh, that Queers yep. album got the worst score I've ever seen any album get in Vive La Rock. Did it? What did it get? Got a six, I think. Got a five or five or a six. Oh, out of ten, that's not horrible yeah. though. It's pretty much everything else. Everything else is almost like the punk news website where everything gets like eight or nine. Seven and up. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Definitely yeah. seven and up. Normally like eight or nine. Um, yeah, I I must admit I didn't I didn't think it was very good. Um, the the best song I thought on it was that queer song. I thought the covers were kind of weak, so I thought the best song on it was that original song that they have on there. I just I just I just enjoyed listening to it. I liked Valerie. I liked uh, I don't know. I just, I just dug it. Anyway, whatever. No, Veronica. Is it, is it Valerie? Or is it Veronica? No, Valerie. Is it? Valerie. Valerie. Anyway, oh my, got, I, like, I just, I, I just, don't know. I just questioned that because there's that famous Amy Winehouse song called Valerie, and it's, they not, played, it's not that uh, song. When, when we saw them last weekend, they played. Oh, let the rain wash away my tears. They played. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did. So, 
They did, and the, so, co- and, the and I think the cover art is fucking terrible too. That's it's funny, it's right? It's like Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas kind of thing. Yeah, it uh, is. What? It is, which I, I don't get it. I don't. And that last album, that terrible cover art too. I'm not a big fan of that little uh, that cat guy thing. I mean, that's their guy, you know, their their little logo thing. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm not getting a tattoo down or anything. That's for sure. Yeah, you say that now. Just wait till next. Just wait till next summer. I got an appointment for for about two weeks. So. Oh, you do? What are you gonna get? Well, you know, I got I got my kid's name on my arm. I never got it finished. I got a couple things. I'm put some more on my leg, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how much time he's got. I might I might try to go big because I don't have much time to get in there. So maybe I'll just go. You know, he's got like a four hour block. So maybe I'll just have him go until work on a couple different spots. Yeah, I got to just be sore. Just be sore all over. Yeah, I gotta go and uh, I gotta go and get my right arm finished, just with some filler, fill up some, fill up some of the gaps. It's all all gonna be small stuff. My daughter's going in to get her first one in January. Ah, yeah. my Alex has three of them already, but they're all very small. Yeah, she's getting almost her entire forearm, I think. She's gonna get that giant, ugly, satanic cat on her face. <laughs> you leave a cat alone. She's very, she, she's very <laughs> sensitive about that cat. Just leave her alone. Like, you listen, man. Whatever. Different strokes for different folks. Yep, definitely. It you is. Know, it is. Of... It is certainly once in a life. I mean, once in a once in a lifetime. That cat. You don't see those very often. No, it's cute. Yeah, well, yeah, snakes. not for the kind of money they go for. Speaking of <laughs> different strokes, why don't you stroke us out with another uh, Good God. Christmas hit? Okay, sure will. Um, yeah, this is going to be uplifting for all of you. This will this will make you all happy. This is going to be um, good old Billy Hopeless, who was on a couple of episodes ago. This is his ah. band, the Black Halos. They did a song uh, called "Homeless for Christmas." So uh, let's let's check let's check it out. We don't want to be homeless for Christmas. Uh, yeah, the Black Halos.
helpless in the black halos there with homeless for christmas and that was actually uh, relatively new i believe like over the last year or two they did that let me just double check them well you know you get a standalone christmas single and you get a bunch of spotify you know you can make 10 15 cents a year on something like that i mean it's funny uh christmas music in england is fucking massive it's different than here though like here we'll have a lot of the classics you know, either either the true '60s classics, '50s and '60s classics, Burl Lives and shit, or yep. it'll be like Mariah Carey and stuff like that. Right? It's the same thing Ugh, every year. Whereas, whereas in England, I don't know what it was, but in like 1972, 1973, all those glam bands like The Sweet, Slade, Mud, uh, Wizard, they all recorded Christmas songs, and those have basically become the Christmas standards in England. Like Slade's Christmas song, uh, I wish it could be Christmas every. No, that's Wizard. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody is the Slade one. That's like number one, like every Christmas. That's insane. It, it every every Christmas. I mean, that's I don't one think the... I don't think I've ever heard that even. Yeah, actually, I was going to play it today, but it didn't really fit because I I figured a lot of Americans haven't heard it. But I mean, it's a good Christmas song. It's it's. Uh... Maybe I will throw it in. I don't. Wait, know. Christmas songs are evergreen. You know, the guy who wrote that is probably makes. I mean, it probably pays us bills for the year. Oh, Naughty Holder. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember. Yeah, uh, sure, it like, does. Yeah. You know, like every year they play all these Christmas movies. I remember Artie Lang, of course, was on Howard Stern, famous drug addict, comedian. Um, He talked about he had a tiny part, I think, in Elf. And every year that sucker plays all over the place, you know, and you get you get checked for that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. I should write a, I should write a hit Christmas song, you know. Yeah, get on that. A punk till I die, Christmas. I don't know. Well, there you go. That, that that'll work for you. Um, I'm sure, that would get on the airplane. Yeah. What was your what was your worst Christmas, Neil? Oh man. Uh, right after divorce, when you first moved here, and you missed your family. When when's your when's your low point? I don't know. No, I don't know because I have to. I have to admit that people have always been super kind. Holidays and stuff, whether it be Thanksgiving, whether it be, okay, okay. So this is this. Okay, this is. Good. I was going to say because if you ask me the same question, I don't know what I'm going to say either. I really don't have like a. No, this is good though. Thank you for asking me this because this is good. So, exchange students, 1983, winter of 1983. Uh, me and two other English guys, um, Chris and my good friend Guy. Uh, we were down at U of I over Christmas, and we're like, you know what? Let's go on. Let's get a Greyhound. Except uh, we didn't get a Greyhound. It was Trailways back then, which was the cheaper version of Greyhound, right? <laughs> so, if you thought you couldn't get any lower than Greyhound, yeah, but we did. We had, we had Trailways, and so we bought like a, I think it was like a ten day pass. Oh, just to ride anywhere. Yep, and you could ride anywhere. So what we did, we got on in Chicago. And well, actually, we spent Christmas because uh, Guy was with me down at U of I, but uh, the other guy, Chris, had been an exchange student in Colorado, but somehow he exchanged houses with someone or something, or he had a house to stay at in, in, in Chicago over Christmas, which is how we ended up meeting him. And it was in this one of the fucking worst neighborhoods in Chicago, but it was god awful. And uh and it was bon- now, now it's now it's full of yuppies. It probably and, uh... is. Yeah, I, I wish I could find the address. But it was tr- a very traditional old like Chicago like Al Capone style apartment, right? Um, and that winter of '83 in Chicago, look it up. It was like bone chilling. It was one of the first times that the rivers ever frozen or whatever. I don't know. It was like minus twenty or some shit. And we didn't have any winter clothes. 
I basically had my like army jacket and a little scarf and a and a fucking uh, one of the, one of those coonskin caps. You know, that's what. That was basically my my winter you wear. You had your coonskin cap and your white shorts. <laughs> so basically, but uh, <laughs> so we were bu- we were bombing around Chicago for some reason on Christmas Eve because we had nothing else. We had no TV in this flat, and so we were walking around in a bone chilling cold. Maybe I've maybe I've told this story before and put those pictures I think, up. I think, because, I think you had nothing mentioned. That's yeah, right. but anyway, so also our um, listeners are as old as we are. They forget about our stories too. So that was Christmas Day, and then the day after Christmas, we had this Trailways ticket. So. Um, we got on the Trailways bus in Chicago, and we went down through Memphis down to mm. New Orleans, ah. and spent a few nights in New Orleans at the YMCA in New Orleans, and then wow, the uh, deluxe accommodations, huh? Yeah, we were there over over um we were there over New Year's um, so that was fun. New Year's Eve in uh, New Orleans was was amazing. Sure, and then up to Washington D.C. Spent a night in D.C. And then spent like three or four nights in uh, New York. And in fact, my 21st birthday, we spent in New York at the YMCA. And uh, we went to, I think it was the Danceteria or one of those uh, fancy clubs. And I saw the Cocteau Twins on my on mm. my 21st birthday. Um, so, mm. yeah. And then we got the uh, Greyhound bus back to Champagne. Uh, absolutely exhausted and all like really sick with like colds and shit. But saw a ton of the country over the course of a week or two. Yeah, and you really Oof. do you really do see a lot of the country from a, from a bus like that, whether it be a Greyhound or a Trailways. Well, you and s- you definitely see the best of humanity, right? You see the best and the worst of humanity. Yeah, going through the <laughs> south, I saw another lady. What are you peeing. talking about? The best? Nobody, none of the best humanities get on that bus. Squatting on the back of the bus. I mean, there was a toilet on the bus she could have used, but no, she squatted and peed on the floor. So that was that was nice. nice. Yeah, so it's classy. Uh, yeah, there was some interesting truck stops at two o'clock in the morning. You know, in in Biloxi or something, it was uh, it was very 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 interesting uh, journey. Um, you know, I'd pull my baseball cap down over my eyes so nobody would bother me, kind of thing, making I was sleeping all the time. It was uh, that was an in- that was an interesting interesting trip, and uh, still good friends with Guy on Facebook. Uh, I think he's in our group actually. Doesn't post anything, but he was the guy that seen the fall like twenty two hundred and seventy times or something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. So that was probably my that was probably my low points. It was because of Christmas in Chicago because it was so cold and we didn't really have any money and uh, we had nothing to do over Christmas. So we just like walked around. I think my my uh, <laughs> the high point was I bought a Playboy magazine. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, it's probably two dollars. Yeah, I think that was the uh, so that was probably the worst Christmas I ever had just because there was no presents and there was no, you know, there was. No drink. Well, we probably had drink. Yeah, I think I brought a twelve pack of Milwaukee's Best or something back to the <laughs> back to the apartment or something. That was that was Good pretty stuff. much it. Yeah. So, how about yours? It's funny. I don't remember. I don't really remember a terrible Christmas. For being honest, I definitely remember being in any social for Christmas because it was this dive venue over here. I know I've talked about before called the Ice Pick, and they used to do Christmas show. So you'd like, you know, go maybe unwrap your crappy presents or whatever, and then get. It was this place was BYOB. It wasn't like a bar or anything. And you get a bunch of beer, and I remember my brother and I going over to the ice pick and watching the premature babies. The premature babies always played on Christmas Day for quite a few years, so I remember doing that. That was fun. Hmm. I remember one year, one New Year's Eve when uh, we only had Gibson, our oldest. He was probably a year too old, so we went out to dinner with friends, and we were gonna uh, with Scott, Scott and his wife actually. They uh, had she had a, she has an older one that's so he, Matt her old her son would have been maybe four or something five and Gibson was like one or two and we went out to dinner and we were gonna 
go hang out or do something and Gibson threw up all over the place. <laughs> so my wife stayed home with him and I went and played like NHL on the PlayStation with Scott. We played hockey on the PlayStation or something. Oh, that's probably fun. Yeah. <laughs> to ring in the new year. I mean, it was all right, but it wasn't. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't really remember a horrible Christmas. Christmas, my, my Christmas at my growing up is was pretty understated. I mean, my parents didn't like spend a million dollars on us or anything. You know, like I see some of these kids with these oh, it's huge ridiculous. Piles of presents. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. You know, and we just, we just, it just wasn't that. You know, it was a sacred holiday. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a huge, a huge blowout holiday. And we, we definitely have spoiled our kids more than, more than we were spoiled. Just because I think my wife and I both grew up in pretty austere households, so you kind of want your kids to have it a little, you know, a little that's easier good. than you did or whatever. Yeah, that's a good word, austere. I like that. Um, that's well, a good, it was that's like, a good descriptor. We you know, we didn't. It's not like we didn't have anything to eat. We just didn't have a lot extra. You know, right? No, I hear that for sure. No, I. My, my I, I mother knew how to feed us on a budget. I'll tell you that. Oh, you should. Yeah, you should have been. Should have been at my house. We'd have one. <laughs> we'd have one chicken, and it would feed four of us for like three days. There you go. Um, there you go. I say we had a lot of ground beef before it got so expensive, and a lot of like pick of the chick. Not like breasts, you know, just like the whole legs and thighs and all that. Well, it's funny, like I was saying that before, um, you know, all year round, we got very, you know, there was, there was not much in the way of uh, extra stuff, you know, whether it be, you know, Coke sure. or whatever it was. But yeah, Christmas, my dad would put the push the boat out. So yeah, we'd get a case of Coke and he'd bring in like... Uh, I can remember a case of whiskey and stuff like that. And my dad always, my mom and dad both liked to, liked, liked to drink and they would be smoking. And uh, Christmas Eve, they'd have friends over till uh, probably after midnight. They'd get absolutely bombed. Uh, ah. you know, I'd call them aunts and uncles, but they weren't. They weren't real family. They were just, just neighbors and stuff friends, like that. Yeah. And then Christmas morning, we had we had like the biggest uh, drinks party of the of the on the street so like all the neighbors would come in christmas mornings probably mm. starting about 10 o'clock and it's funny my mom would start putting out the nibbles and stuff like two days before so by the time everyone got there everything was super stale uh mm. so but yeah well, that's, so, it's funny you so you, you did did you i mean your mom your mom lived to be in her 90s and she smoked huh a little bit like she's probably stopped in the in the late 70s early 80s but oh, yeah she used to okay. but they used to smoke back then they used to smoke when sure, i was sure. little no, and stuff no, yeah um everybody did though right yeah well listen yeah i, I mean i've talked about it. i was a 20 plus year smoker myself i still have like three years but i mean everyone's got very happy memories of those of those parties on christmas morning when all the neighbors and stuff would come over because it'd even be neighbors we didn't like but you know they'd, you'd avoid them like the plague if you could but they'd get drunk <laughs> like christmas when you're half bombed it's all right yeah my dad would be making the wrong drinks for people and everyone would just get hammered and then my mom would cook the christmas dinner you know with turkey or whatever and she'd be kind of bombed too and we watched christmas top of the pops and uh because they do like a best of the year or whatever, you know, it was ah, the pops. it was like an hour long instead of a, instead of 30 minutes. And then all the best movies were on uh, Christmas night. Like uh, oh, yeah. Zulu would be on, uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, all the classics would be on. I remember on. that when that was a big thing when they put, I don't remember when Wizard of Oz on, but it was the same thing. It was Thanksgiving or something, played it every year. I remember that now. You know, we live in a different world now. Obviously, you can watch whatever, whenever. Yep. But when we were slaves to our television, even pre-VCR or whatever, yeah, it was like we watched The Wizard of Oz once a year. I probably watched it 10 years straight, you know, right. every year. Yeah, exactly right. It was pre exactly right. Pre-VCR. So you couldn't choose what you wanted on TV. You either watched no. TV or you didn't. And it, whatever three, was on you know, was on. We had three channels. You probably had two. Yeah. BBC One and BBC Two, right? And ITV, we had three channels, yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's funny, though, because the difference now is like – you know, we, you and I talk about what we're watching. We're I'm watching this. You're watching that. It's like back in those days, it was much more universal experience. 
You know, so it's 100%. like everybody, everybody was, was watching. Yeah, everybody. Is there was a movie it. now? Is there a movie that's gone the last twenty years that that has that type of ubiquity? I mean, there's not. There just never no. will be. Probably. I don't think. so. I mean, I guess the closest you'd come would be either Star Wars or would be like Lord of the Rings or something, right? Tiger King. <laughs> no, but like Lord of the Rings would that would come out of Christmas, right? The new the new one. Yeah. You have to wait a year um, for it to be released at Christmas. I think something like that. Um, but yeah, then Christmas night, uh, pubs would be open, so you'd go to the pub or you'd really? stay home. And, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, pubs are open Christmas Day as well. So that a lot of families, instead of doing the drinks morning like we did, a lot of families would go down the pub for like a couple of hours Christmas morning. That's funny because it's like. And, you know, good old-fashioned American capitalism, Christmas Day is the one day that everybody's closed. Oh, not not anymore, it's not. Well, it's not. even, like, Meyer, the big, like, used-to-be 24-hour store that's open 363 days a year or something, they close on Christmas. And I remember, when I, I used to be a vendor to the rest, to restaurants. That used to be my job. I delivered, I was a, actually worked on, like, Fountain Pop and beer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And <clears throat> McDonald's tried being open on Christmas, and I remember there was some backlash. Hmm. But, um... I mean, imagine the sorry sap eating McDonald's on Christmas Day. Oh, don't say that because you might have some, you know, some people are by themselves on Christmas and, you know. I know. Well, yeah. no, they have you, us. No, you mean bastard. They have us. <laughs> they have us, yes. We're not cooking them Christmas dinner, though, so they have to go I was McDonald's just gonna make a joke about, to us. Should, I was just going to make a joke about how you should get your McGun and shoot yourself in the McHead, but I guess <laughs> I... I guess I won't. You should listen to us instead. <laughs> See, it's funny. We're pressing this off like I'm the mean guy and you're the nice guy. And you're, you're always the one that's like I'm sorry, dude. beating people I, to listen, death. I'm not, in char- I'm not in charge of who's naughty or nice. I, I, don't have, <laughs> I don't have any say over it. Yeah, I think your I stuff no might say. just have been taken away. All right, listen. I'm going to uh, play – boy, this is not a nice song either now that I think about it. <laughs> so, Well, kind of it is, is actually. From, this is from a 7-inch that was put out by our good friend Matt from Failure Records and Tapes. I don't know if he's put out records or not. Man, hasn't done anything lately with the records, but I know he's been busy building his other business. And like I said, we dedicate this Christmas spectacular to him because he was originally trying to set it up. And uh, Matt, Matt's always working hard for us behind the scenes, so we, we appreciate him. He's been a big supporter of ours, and we're big supporters of his. So anyway, yeah, so this is, yeah, like I said, Failure Records and Tapes classic 7-inch from a couple years ago. This is Clownvis. Yes, Clownvis. And the song is called Don't Be a Bitch. Or you won't get stuff for Christmas. You're going to be singing this for weeks, kids. Enjoy. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. You better look out. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. He's making a list. Checking it twice, gonna find out who's been a bitch. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you have been a bitch, so don't be a bitch. You better watch out, you better not cry. You better look out, I'm telling you why. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. Hey! He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you have been a bitch, so 
a bitch You better watch out, you better not cry You better look out, I'm telling you why Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas Clownvis there with Don't Be a Bitch or You Won't Get Stuff for Christmas. All right, so give the folks that are new listeners or whatever, give them a little bit of lowdown on Clownvis. He uh, paints his face like a clown and he sings all his songs to Elvis tunes. Well, there you go. That sums it up. And you got very well, drunk, actually, and you got very drunk with him one, one, one uh, St. Patrick's Day, I believe. Yes, a few years back. I told the story about how I got home and... I said, well, my one regret is that I didn't get a, a picture with Clownvis. And I look at my phone, there's like six of them, and I, I just can't even focus my, my eyes. I'm just like closed over. So there we, so there, so there you have it. Tom's got pictures with Clownvis. I've got pictures with Susie Moon. And uh, have I ever like, put those? I, I could put one and of Kate those Clover, up. Kate you know, Clover. Yes. Should I put a picture of one of those up? I, I mean, I'm so. Yeah, you have. I mean, I'm yeah, you so definitely put one, put put I'm that one. So up. clearly out of it. Remind me, I'll put one up for Christmas when this episode airs. All right, that sounds good. That sounds. That'll good. be my Christmas gift to you, the listeners. A picture of me totally schnockered with a shit-eating grin on my face next to a guy with his face painted like a clown. But the funny thing is, I was sitting there having a normal conversation with him, like he wasn't in character. Like he's sitting there dressed like this, but he was just talking to me like a normal dude, and talking about some of the bands he was in before and stuff. It was pretty funny. I'd actually prefer I, I'd actually prefer that than if he was in people who do that shtick all the time. We call it kayfabe and wrestling. That can be kind of annoying, like the masked intruder guys. If we no. had them on, I wouldn't want them to be doing that shtick. You know what I mean? I, I think he played in a band that was like the original Sinners, or had some connection to the original Sinners, which was Xene from yeah, Exodus. I remember that. Yeah, uh, backup band yeah. or something. But he was cool. He was a cool, dude. Real nice guy. I wouldn't, and the good news is the thing with him that's cool is you wouldn't even recognize him on the street. You know, he can be totally anonymous. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I could get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, if you if you like that song, it's a real earworm, but you, there's a music video for it that's a lot of fun. You should check it out. It's it's, it's actually it's a funny song. So, uh, and just to correct something I said before, that Black Halo song, uh, "Homeless for Christmas," that was actually it's old. It's about from 2002 or something like that. So it was on a ten. It was like a ep a christmas ep they did with a couple of other bands i think so I was, you know i just wanted to give people a short little christmas episode and as usual we blabbed on and on and on well we have yeah we're not even done yet so another christmas memory i have is on christmas night i was just saying that the pubs were open so one time yep. i had to go down to my brother um so the pubs in wallacey at least back then they were very segmented <clears throat> so we had a pub that all the heavy metal dudes went to it's called the black horse I, th- I thought you were going to say where all the black people went. And no, the no, there was, there, was, there, was no, there was no black people in Wallace. One for the Jews, one for the no. Mexicans, one for the Chinese. No, there was no black people in Wallace. Um, no? Uh, all the sweats went to the Black Horse. The sweats are what? The heavy metal dudes, all the bikers. Okay. So they went to the Black Horse. Gotcha. Um, all the rugby club, like jock types, they drank in the farmer's arms. I gotta say, uh, the black sounds much cooler. But anyway, the punks and misfits and old men. We drank in the lighthouse, hmm. and um, and then all like the disco, the disco uh, smoothies, casuals. They all drank in the Nelson, and that's where my brother went. 
because my brother was running with that. He crowd. was a disco smoothie listening to some uh, he was. Hall and Oates. <laughs> some Hall and Oates, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was down, and for some reason, I had to go down to the Nelson to give him a message. And I really, I mean, yeah, yeah, the Nelson. And well, what was it? I mean, Jimmy fell in the well. Something from, like my, something, from my, something from my mom. I, I don't remember, but I had to go down there because remember we didn't have cell phones. There was no cell phones back then, so sure. I actually had to go in. And man, I was shitting myself going in there because I had my. Um, this was probably nineteen a seventy nine or eighty. I had an old army like, jacket. You dressed like a young Joe Strummer. Wait, and I added I had an army jacket with Joy Division painted in gothic letters on the background, on the back, you know. And sure. um, so I, I didn't fit in there at all. So I go in and, you know, everybody like turns around. This place was packed. The place was fucking packed. And uh, people turn around looking at me. And I found my brother and I'm, I, I tell him the message. I'm about to leave. And some big fucking bastard comes up to me. Who the fuck's Toy Division? <laughs> I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going now. So, yeah, I, I took off. So that was – maybe that story was, seemed to be better in my head than it was in, in reality. But – that one's always yeah, stuck with cool. me. The funny thing is now we go to the Nelson. The Nelson's just sad. There's like nobody in there anymore. There's just a <laughs> few old folks and it's just kind of empty. Uh, it yeah. died with disco, huh? It's gorgeous though. It looks, it's half Tim, but it looks like it could be like 600 years old. It's a, it's a gorgeous looking place. <laughs> um, you, got that many, you got that many bars in that small town, huh? Oh yeah. There was like six pubs in that, in the village. Just within like, you know, within like a, probably a half mile you could do a really nice pub crawl through uh, through. there was another one too called the cheshire cheese that's that was the gay pub (laughs) there you go there we go so the gays went to the cheshire cheese the the sweats went to the listen free drinks are free drinks neil (laughs) you slut we should it's too i mean i know your mom's house is is not you're not going to have possession of very much longer maybe we ought to fly right over there like right now we spend new year's in the in the village doing a pub crawl yeah if it's it's not all in lockdown like the last time we were there last time when they were there the farmer's arms had been closed for like a year i think which was a real shame it's a it was a nice pub um but uh, yeah, those were the days when when we used to have youth gangs and stuff like that, right? Where everybody was something, you know. Mm. Uh, those were the good old days. When you're days. a jet, you're a jet. From yeah. your first diet in your last cigarette. Yep. But um, re- real quick, because I know I know you're looking to to finish up. But New Year's. Well, no, no, I just like I said, I just when when I'm like I'm like, hey, if you got time, we should do a Christmas episode today. You know, it doesn't have to be long. It'll be music heavy. You know, maybe like an hour. Yeah. You know, I would blabbing for already over an hour. Well, should we should we talk about New Year's or should we save that for a New Year's episode? Um, well, we have talked a little bit about New Year's, but, um, we could, you know, we'll talk about it at a different time because we, we have kind of New Year's traditions, but they're not too super exciting, but, um, but yeah, we'll do that another time. All right. So I'll play my last Christmas song then. Um, I'm yeah, gonna, let's do that. I'm going to go out with a punk rock classic, like an old hymn, but a classic, right? So the Dickies mm-hmm. version of Silent Night. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Great. So, uh, yeah, this is, I'm sure you've all heard this before, but the Dickies with Silent Night from... 78, maybe? Someone like that? Anyway, here we go.
glad I could spin that one because I, I really like it. The Dickies always yes. did great, great, great cover versions, right? Um, yep. And they were always fun. There was on colored vinyl, so obviously Silent Night, I think, was on white vinyl. Um, Banana Splits was on yellow vinyl. But see, uh, this is see once again, you know, but that was on like a seven inch, right? It was like a single. Yeah, it was a single. Yeah, yep. Because I like the like a couple of albums ago, like Dropkick Murphys had a Christmas song, and they put it on their regular album. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't just drop a random Christmas song on your regular album. That's well, unacceptable. Well, especially when it comes out in like July or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that being said, like I said, if you write a Christmas song and it catches fire and they play it every year, I think they're very can be very lucrative. You just asked the Pogues about that, right? Yeah, well, and I think he was. They were going drop heroes are definitely going for that kind of a vibe, you know, mm-hmm. Fa- crazy family kind of thing. Anyway, listen, we we uh, oh, we hope you all have a merry Christmas. You can of course get a hold of us. Just tell us what you got for Christmas. Tell us no, don't tell us what you got for Christmas because I don't care about your weird S and M gear or sex swings. <laughs> tell us if you got any good records for Christmas. You can reach us, of course, at Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook or Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail. We appreciate you spending another year with us. We've enjoyed it. We, uh, you know, Neil and I got together uh, at the end of the year and we or we just, we just got together last weekend and we said to ourselves, you know, are we full speed ahead for next year, you know, because we're geezers and every year we kind of need to check our fuel or whatever. But I think we are no less excited about doing this than we were we started. So we enjoy spending another year with you. So yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, you know, you have well, anything to say? Tom said I'm a sorry lot. That you're not getting, I'm sorry that you're not getting anything for Christmas, but you know, maybe next year. You said a lot right there. Yeah, I gave you a Teenage Ball Rocket album. What the hell do you give That's me? That's true. Nothing. I appreciate it. I, I was going to pay you, dude. I was going to pay nah. you. Nah, it's all good. Well, good. now I'm sitting there going, what can I get to Neil's house by by Christmas? But uh, <laughs> I'd have to use the evil empire. I'd have to use Amazon. God knows the post office won't do it. Yeah, that's true. Don't say it too loud or fucking mailman will come and beat your ass. Exactly. We, we have an inordinate amount of mailmen uh, following us. It's, it's so funny, dude. I uh, a, guy, a kid at work today said to me, hey, are you uh, – do you apply for the post office or something? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, dude, I see that hat in your car. <laughs> So anyway, I, I I love my Christmas gift from Mike the Mailman. Yep. Uh, our friend Neil is a bit of a pinhead, so the Thanks. hat was a little too large for him. My uh, Charlie Brown globe style head it fits perfectly. So <laughs> that giant Thanks, size Mike. fucking crater size noggin. I, I don't know how often I'm gonna wear it, but I definitely feel in high style when I do. So yeah. He'll, he'll rock that thing sideways so we look like a member of some 41 like, or some shit. Just not very sideways, just a little sideways. He's so like a retarded like baseball pitcher that wants to be a gangster <laughs> or something. Indeed. But anyway, anyway we went, I went from being very appreciative to now not very appreciative again. And isn't that how we roll, Neil? Isn't that just how we roll? Well, of course it is. Of course it is, yes. Hey. We, you're burning bridges, building them, and then burning them again. That's exactly. What we, that's we what build, we do. We build, it, we build bridges out of tissue paper, then we torch the sons of bitches. And I can't drive over the bridge anyway, so it doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> but but all he can do is get molested under it. So, wow. Anyway, I, I think that's that's why you have your fear bridges. That's my that's my opinion my theory okay you, you, Not st- really you, you stick to that you stick to that <laughs> exactly. but anyway like Listen. tom said everybody have a have a merry christmas and uh and even if you're not having a merry christmas uh well listen to us and hopefully we brought you a laugh or two you know yeah so exactly. uh, yeah 2022 could be better yeah and reach or out we're... to us on facebook reach out to us you know send us me- yeah tell us what your tell us if you have memories of christmas 78 because we had some fond ones so let's see if you can remember 78 and tell us some of yours yeah we know most of you users we know most of you users were alive so anyway yeah yeah thanks again we'll, yep. t- we'll talk to you soon we got like i said we actually got we got uh 
we're, we're going to be cranking out a pretty good amount of episodes. Lately. So those of us who are writing, telling you, telling us that you're behind, you better get your, your crap together. Yeah. And uh, actually, I'm not going to January it. is going to be busy. We're going to be locked in the snowy house and we're going to be rolling. So I'm not going to play us out with the depressing saccharine trust Christmas song. I said I'm going to play us out with Slade. Merry Christmas, everybody. So Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, yeah, keep a little naughty holder in your heart. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you on the flip side. Thanks Bye, for listening. We'll smell, you, we'll smell you in 2022. Yep. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.